We have this rare opportunity right now. There has never been a time like this before where we've been able to so easily share our voices with the world. And the planet is going through an enormous struggle and an enormous transformation right now. It's my belief that the best way forward is for each of us to find our purpose, to share our passions, and to communicate with each other so that we can amplify what we love, who we love, and those voices that need to be elevated. We turn up the volume. This isn't just another course. This is a community that will take you to the next level. You'll be guided to launch your own podcast and distribute it so that the entire world can hear it. This isn't just launching a podcast, my friends. This is about using the power of your voice to amplify what you love. So we have to kind of change kind of something deeper about ourselves. And I think that's identity because we're always limited by um, the the level of thinking, you know, what we think about ourselves and our our potential. So we, I, so I ask people to like ask the question, who do I need to become to achieve my dream? And so it's like step up and become that person now, even tricking yourself because our subconscious doesn't really tell the difference between an imagined and experienced event. So we can just like, visualize and work on ourselves every day to become the person that we need to become. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to Be On Air. I'm your host, Kaylee Marks. If you're an entrepreneur, coach, author, or have a brand and are trying to grow your business, or even if you just have a message to share, then this show is for you. We are sharing proven blueprints to amplify yourself and we'll discuss every step of the podcaster's journey to give you the mindset, tools, and community that you need to launch and grow your own impactful podcasting platform so that you can be on air. Before we get into today's episode, if you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider sharing this podcast with someone who might benefit from it. Your support helps so much. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Tobias, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, Kaylee. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Today, I'm really excited about what we are going to talk about because we're going to talk about how to start. And um, that is what, what I'm doing today actually is starting. This is my first episode that I'm recording. So thank you for joining me for that. And I'm excited to uh, get into what you focus on. So Tobias is my brand and business strategist and coach. And he has been helping me achieve phenomenal results in my agency. And so I'm really excited to uh, give my audience the benefit of your wisdom and expertise. Uh, So today I was hoping that you could maybe just talk about what's like, what's real for you right now, what's going on in your, in your life that's exciting you and what are you working on? Well, thank you first of all for those kind words. Um, yeah, what's going on in my life? A lot of things are going on. Let me maybe give you a little bit of context first um, so I can get to that part. So for the past uh, 20, 21 years, I've been in, you know, I'm 44 years old. So I, 
I've been around the block a few times. Uh, I worked for large companies, Coca-Cola company, Nike. I worked for different brands and companies. And then I became an entrepreneur uh, 12, 13 years ago. And uh, I set out to build this brand consultancy. And I did that, I, I might say, even quite successfully for a long time. But it was, very, it was getting very stressful as I grew. I grew the agency. I had 15 to 20 staff. I was the only, the sole owner. So on the outside, I guess it looked like I was having a lot of success and, and you know, we were working with great clients and so forth, but it was very stressful. You know, it, I didn't really like the model that I was applying the, the, con, con, you know, the conventional consulting and agency model where you basically just add people. The more people you have, the more problems you have and you're running an HR show in, in a way. Um, so anyways, I, I then pivoted. I, a couple of years ago, I created something called the Future Academy. And uh, that's how we got to know each other. And um, instead of working my local markets here in the Nordics, where I'm from, from Finland, uh, I get to work with entrepreneurs around the world. And that's a huge, huge um, thing for me. Uh, people like yourself, you know, inspiring, uh, talented, smart people. And so that's really what excites me at the moment is just to connect with people around the world, help them move their business forward. Like I should say their brand and their business forward. And, and so, yeah, connect with these people all over the world. And it's just like, it's so fulfilling. It's like seeing breakthrough change in people, not just in their brand and business, but they're also their life. It's like a whole different thing compared to working for large organizations. I have to confess. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a group with several other entrepreneurs and, and business owners who are, are going through this program with you. And it's fantastic to just see the, the diversity of experience and knowledge and how everyone is sharing and how you're facilitating our transformation. So that, that's amazing. I'm so curious, like what brought you Thanks. to podcasting in the first place? Yeah, good question. So I started like, I think it was in early 2018. I think it was like a New Year's resolution or something. And it was one of those things which I knew for a long time, like I'm an avid reader and, and learner. I listen to different programs and podcasts a lot, like I'm a big consumer of podcasts. And so I guess it was kind of natural to think that, you know, I'm someone who wants to build my influence, to build my brand and to share my ideas that I've accumulated over, you know, you know decent, you know, career. So it was kind of something I knew for a long time I wanted to do, but I just didn't get around doing it. So yeah, that's, that's how it happened really. No plan yeah. really. It's just like, I need to do it. And so I did it. Yeah. So let's talk about that because oftentimes, uh, I mean, I hear this so often people want to start one, myself included, and there's so much that keeps us back. So what is it that keeps us from starting and how did you start and how do you recommend that people start? Yeah, I think I think for recommending how to start, they they should turn to you because you know that much better than I do. Uh, for me, it was just like I I knew I wanted to start, and so I'm gonna try to think back. I I went online and I tried to just find different sources. The and I I think you know had I known of people like you, I would have jumped on the opportunity and worked with someone. I mean, uh, you know, no questions because I started like, you know, getting into groups and reading about microphones and stuff I had no clue about. And uh, I spent way too much time doing all these things, whereas I could have just launched and focused on the content. So I actually, yeah, I researched microphones and uh, recorders and, you know, editing and all that stuff. It just took me ages. 
So I, if I could, you know, go back, I would just like focus on the most essential part, which is thinking about why you do it and how to sort of build my influence through it. So, um, so larger yeah. term strategy and, and, and focusing on how it was going to support your brand more than the microphone quality or the technical side. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think I've, I've had this kind of suffering from that perfectionism like many people do, which is actually a form of fear. You want things to, to be really, really good. You know, after all, it's you and it's your personality, it's your ideas. You're kind of putting yourself out there and you have to be vulnerable. And so I think, um, I think maybe that's what leads to like, it feels like it's more important to look for a microphone because you're actually putting off the real work, the real challenging work, which you should be doing, which is just to start. So I think, you know, this is like maybe overly simplistic, but I think people should just do it um, as the famous slogan goes, because, you know, at the end of the day, there's always that big resistance in anything that you want to do, any change you want to seek. And the only way to get past it is just to do it. And even if at the, you know, at the cost of, of not being happy with the end result, but it's, it's not like you're going to die or anything. It's just that it's going to feel a bit uncomfortable at worst. I love that. That's such great advice. And I mean, a lot of the masters in the content creation space, Gary Vee, Tim Ferriss, different people, they all echo the same thing, which is podcasters have to be in it for the long haul, for the long game, for many episodes. And so if we get too perfectionistic about the micro level of every episode, it, it stunts us from just putting out the content that we need to really see growth. So could you talk a little bit about the, the two ways of anticipating the future? And because, you know, I was listening to your podcast and you talk a little bit about how fear is future-based. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I picked that up, that idea. It definitely wasn't mine. It sounds too smart to be mine, but it was... Uh... It was someone who said something where there's two ways to anticipate the future. Maybe it was Tony Robbins, actually, and it's either through fear or through faith. And it kind of stuck with me, you know, that, you know, whenever we're encountering something which we're not familiar with, we don't know how things are going to play out. And so we could either live in a state of fear and that's not going to serve us really well. And of course, it's, you know, fear is good. It protects us, you know, but it's not like, you know, we're, we're getting chased by, by, you know, uh, dinosaurs or anything. I think the fear is more like losing our social status or looking stupid in front of other people, which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. So I think the other route then of course is, is to just have faith. And if, to me, it just means like, Hey, you know, I'm sure things are going to turn out great or they're going to, you know, I'm going to get through this. Maybe I'm not going to be great the first time I do it, but if I just keep doing this, I'm sure it's going to be okay. And that's always been my kind of mantra in life. Like I just put myself out there. I tell myself, you know, I'm not going to care. And another thing that I think about a lot is this, this saying or this idea that I ask myself this question, like, will I let my fear or the judgment of other people rob me of my dream? And when I think about it that way, it's just like, yeah, I'm not just, you know, give it a damn. I love that. I love that. And you talk about that in your program is really anchoring into um, the, what the best possible thing that could come out of doing the dream or the, the hard thing, and also the worst possible thing that could come out of not doing it. And so really having that, exactly. the, the two poles helps motivate us. And I think that's extremely powerful. 
Um, and, you know, yeah. I want to talk about your, your like mic setup and more technical things, but this, I feel like this is so important because it's getting into mindset, which is another thing that you, that you've, you focus on in your program and in your work mindset and personal development. Could you talk about why mindset is so important instead of the microphone or the lights or anything like that? Yeah. I love uh, talking about mindset psychology. You know, it traces back like before I became an entrepreneur or even like graduated, I, I was uh, an amateur and even a professional golfer for some time. I, um, even played in the NCAA in the U.S. actually, and it was a really cool experience. But anyways, I got, I got into sports psychology, and I guess it was like I knew how easy it is to fail when even if you have the setups, and if we kind of use that as a metaphor, it's like you have the, the equipment, you have everything going for you, but you can still fail. And so I learned that the majority, the, the big part of the game, just as in sports, is actually mental. And so I think mindset for me is basically the prerequisite it's the foundation for everything that you do it's like the the attitude the how you show up every day you know you know your goals your your the size of your goals the size of of your passion your enthusiasm toward things and so you can there could be two people doing the same thing but just like the mindset will make the biggest difference in terms of the outcome and so that's why I think it kind of starts with mindset and it ends with mindset. And so everything I do, I bake in that mindset and psychology. And I also talk a lot about identity and self-image because I know that that's going to affect everything down the line. So like the mechanics and all the other stuff, that's kind of easy to figure out in almost anything, but getting your mind right, that's, that's where the gold is. Yeah. And I think you know, for some, for me before it used to be hard to actually see the tangible, why having a, a, a good or a positive mindset would produce good results. But where it was really easy to see is when I felt really down on myself or my mindset was really off, how hard it was to achieve anything or accomplish anything. And so I felt like there it was really clear why mindset was important, yeah. but now especially going through your program and, and the work I've been doing, um, the, the power of the positive mindset and of the visualization of our highest potential like that, that's been a really transformative process. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and as you know, in the program, I think it's a lot about, you know, you have a dream, I call it the entrepreneurial dream in that context. And for you to achieve that dream, it's not only about asking yourself, what do I need to do to get to my dream is like a how question because you know you can figure out the how but if you can't mobilize yourself and take action every day and you know uh, then it's not going to happen we all know that we procrastinate you know we we have different reasons why we don't take action because it's difficult so we have to form new habits we have to kind of first use our willpower but willpower will not last habits will last so we have to kind of change kind of something deeper about ourselves and i think that's identity because we're always limited by um the, the level of thinking you know what we think about ourselves and our, our potential so we i so i ask people to like ask the question who do i need to become to achieve my dream and so it's like step up and become that person now even tricking yourself because our subconscious doesn't really tell the difference between an imagined and experienced event so we can just like visualize and work on ourselves every day to become the person that we need to become. You know, how does uh, a person that has a world-class podcast, 
how do they show up? What do they think about? How, what's their routine? It's going to be different, you know, when you ask yourself that question based on, you know, how am I going to build the world's biggest podcast if that's my goal, you know, if I don't kind of change the mindset, change my identity, if that makes sense. This is, this is incredible. And let, let's talk about that a little bit too. Like, let's say your goal is you want a profitable business. You want to be in revenue and you want to have a lifestyle that uh, supports your, your joys, your passions and those around you. Do you feel like you have to have a massive social following, a massive podcast following in order to make a ton of revenue that supports, you know, a very comfortable lifestyle? No, not at all. I think that's what people think. And I think one of the biggest reasons why people don't get started is because they're like, you know, I'm going to look foolish when I put myself out there because I don't have a following, excuse me. And, uh, and they th somehow think that they, they lost the race because they didn't, you know, jump on the social media bandwagon back when it started. But really, when you think about a successful business, you know, you, first of all, I think people should decide what success is to them. But if we think of it as, you know, influence and impact, but also income, like in terms of a certain, you know, income for you or profitability and so forth, you know, to do that, you don't necessarily need all that many customers. You need to ask yourself, you know, how many customers do you really need? And so you need to make a difference and inspire a group of people, probably less than you think to be successful, depending on your criteria, of course. But for me, at least like, if I can have a podcast which touches the lives of, of a few hundred people, for example, um, now my podcast is a little bit larger than that, but let's say if I know that I, someone is listening to it and is you know, making their day better or they're making a better decision because of me, I feel that's a success already. So I know you definitely don't need to have a large following. And I think just having that mindset is just going to limit you. I agree. And you've really shown... Uh, how achievable it is to reach target revenue goals with not an enormous, you know, client list and not an enormous audience. So I think that's a really important thing for everyone to take away is that the podcast serves the brand. It serves your audience. It gives value. It's not the, you know, a hundred thousand downloads a year. Isn't the metric of success here. It's, it's, it's a, it's more intangible than that. Exactly. I think, I think people have to remember that that marketing or let's say branding and marketing and just like getting clients is essentially about building relationships and podcasts are one of the greatest tools that we have at our disposal today. I mean, just like the greatest time to be alive in, in many, for many reasons, but just being able to broadcast, you know, your own podcast is just amazing. You know, if you think about it, there's audio, there's visual, there's text. And I, if I'm not mistaken, those are like the three, main ways to express, you know, and communicate, you know, whatever your message is. And so, and now with people being so busy and, and just consuming so much podcast, I mean, it's just like great time to start your podcast. I agree. And, uh, I'm actually getting a lot of, um, I'm getting a lot of people who contact me and they reference my podcast a lot. So it's a great, not just a brand building tool. It's great for lead generation. That's, that's so true. That's wonderful to hear. Well, let's, let's get into the details um, of your actual technical setup, because I think one of the things that can also hold people back, like assuming they have the right mindset, is getting lost in the tech. So I'm curious, um, what do you do? Like, what's, if you could run us through your, your gear setup, you, know, you could give brand names. We can also put that yeah. in the show notes. But like, how, how do you make it easy on yourself? How do you get, how do you get your episodes out? Yeah, so 
Well, I'm lucky right now. If if you're watching this or you can see me, you can see I'm in a, in my studio. But I want to be the first to say you don't need to have anything like that. And you know, can you can start your podcast on your iPhone. Like the audio quality nowadays is already you know really good. But um, I wanted to take this step. I wanted to. I, I knew I was in in this for a longer you know for the long haul. So what I did is one of the first things I got was the Zoom H6 handy recorder, and I find that really nice um, as a tool and you hook up a, an XLR mic into it. So, uh, you know, that's easy because I can always carry that with me. So if I'm away for the summer and I feel like if I'm inspired, I could just basically, I need uh, my headphones, I need a microphone and the Zoom H6, which records into a memory card, just put that into my machine. And then I just do like a light edit. I, I'm, I'm not a pro when it comes to audio and that's actually what I'm going to, um, you, you know, enroll in your program for. Um, but uh, I make it very easy. The workflow is very simple. I typically choose a tune or something and throw it in the beginning. And um, yeah, out it goes. I know that if I, if I, I, you know, if I can do a podcast, like from idea to execution in less than two hours, I have a good chance of producing an episode. And that's what I do nowadays. I'll just have an idea. I'll just go. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not that great, but I, I concluded that it's better to put it out than just to be a perfectionist. Did you used to do it differently? Like, did you used to put even more pre-thought and time and structure into it? And did you find that that was maybe preventing you from putting out as much content as you wanted? Um, well, to be honest, I never really scripted them too much. I guess it's not really my style. Like, I, I guess I wish that I would structure them like a little bit better with bullet points and stuff. But um, the things I planned a bit more were my interviews. So I've had a lot of the world's greatest thinkers and practitioners in the space of brand building and strategy um, on my podcast. And so I did a lot of research, like I read their books and stuff. Most of their books I had actually read, but like if, if I hadn't, then I would like someone had a new book, I would actually read the book. So my preparation was more about that. And then I used to, especially in the beginning, was more nervous about how things would go. I would write down a lot of questions, but I would typically like the best episodes would just be flowing very naturally. And I think that will, that's what will happen most of the time. Like you'll have kind of like a, like a fish bone or, you know, if that makes sense, you'll have the, the backbone with some questions and they can branch out and just kind of, you know, go where, where the discussion flows. That's, that's my simple philosophy anyways. Yeah. And I, I love your philosophy on getting, getting your episodes out. And I, you know, they're, they're shorter form, at least these newer ones, the guest ones are a little bit longer, but yeah. um, they, they're so digestible and they're very useful. And I, I just really appreciate that you are getting the content out. You're getting the information and the value out to, to us and to the audience. And so I, I think that a lot of people could take a, you know, take inspiration from that as, you know, not to overthink it and to put it out. And so let's talk about branding a little bit because you just mentioned, you know, you're, you're interviewed with some amazing people in this space. A lot of people think a brand is a logo. I'd love to give some advice to podcasters when it comes to branding. So anything that you could share, you know, what is brand, what is a brand and what is one or two questions that someone could think about uh, when trying to build up their brand and, and kind of, you know, come up with their identity. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of simplicity. So I was someone who started out, I read everything I could get my hands on and courses and stuff. 
there's a lot of jargon in, in brand building and branding and, you know, and um, it just creates a lot of confusion. So let's see if I can try to simplify this a little bit. I think the first thing, there's a difference between brand and branding. The brand is basically how people think about you, how they feel about you. It's a perception. It's just a bunch of abstract meaning, or not maybe abstract, but it's, it's a bunch of meanings inside your head that people attach to you, you know, your product, your service, your company. So that means that a brand can only live inside your head. And it also means that it's an effect of what you do. And so that which you do, which affects the brand, you know, to use a broad definition, that's branding, branding, which, you know, suggests that there's some action going on. So a, a more narrow definition of branding would be like logos and key messages and visuals, but it's actually a lot more than that because essentially what you're doing, you're trying to attach a certain meaning to your name uh, so that when they think of the podcast farm, you know, this is what we want them to think about. And that's important because people make their choices depend, depending on how they think and feel about, uh, you know, companies, names, people. So that's sort of the definition of it. So when you think about it this way, like imagine there's a spectrum, like if you think about choice, think about customer choice, like on one hand, when you go and buy something, a product, whether it's a car or something, you know, very affordable or choose a podcast, like on one hand of the spectrum, you could say that there are like anything will go and that's kind of commodity land, if that makes sense. So like everything is kind of the same. So it doesn't really matter. Price is going to be the determining factor or convenience. The other side of the spectrum, you know, there's something that you want, which is like not a lot of things will do for you. Like for a lot of people that would be like Mac, for example, or iPhone. Like I call those only choice brands. And I've actually done some study on this with the University of Delft. We studied different brands and, and really tested this theory. And sure enough, like most people have an only choice brand. In other words, like a brand they would not substitute for anything else unless they had to. So people are willing to pay on average more than 69% more to get their only choice brand compared to the second choice if there was a second choice, which there kind of is, but they don't really want that. For some brands, that's well over 100%. So that's already a testament to why it's so important to have a strong brand. It's like the, the, the demand and the pricing and so forth. Now that's my first half you know, of the, just like on a background. So when you think about building a brand, this is important just so you understand why it's so important to not try to be something for everyone because you can't be the only choice for everyone. It just, it's just impossible. So the way to build a brand, one of the smartest strategies that I know, uh, and I've, I've coined the expression, the only strategy, is like to build, a, you know, build your offering around an audience which is as small as possible, kind of like a minimum viable audience or minimum viable market, meaning that you're very specific about who it's for. And so when you're very specific about who it's for, it means that you can create something that will resonate with them, with provides value for them, and where they think like, oh my God, this feels like it was made just for me. And that's actually what creates connection, like the same way with people. So again, going back to the idea that you don't need a large following you need to matter, you need to help people, certain kinds of people, and you already have a brand with them. You don't have to have a mass brand. And in fact, when you go back and look at how Nike and all the Patagonias of this world 
how they came about, they all started very niche. Nike was a, you know, a brand for runners before running was even a thing. And, you know, Patagonia was like making like some um, hooks for climbers or something other really geeky. And Whole Foods, like these brands, they didn't really come, you know, on the scene for a long time. It was very niche. So, you know, that's a long answer, I know. But what I'm really trying to get at is like choose a very narrow target and become really valuable to those people before you start expanding. Don't create something generic in a world where there is so much supply. This is gold Sorry advice. for that long answer. This that is very gold. long answer. Yeah, I, I mean that takes a lot. Let's let's just let that kind of sit in the minds of everyone is to to find that micro niche, to to focus on giving really good value, uh, really strong value to that niche, and yeah, that's really awesome advice. One more, I'd love to give the listeners just one more tangible action actionable item what advice would you give to a new podcaster so if you if you had to start again as a podcaster what advice would you give yeah that's an excellent question uh, i've been thinking about that a lot also thinking about my own po- podcast where i change a little bit my audience and so forth like i going back to like this idea of of how you build brands i would start with kind of always start with the end in mind thinking like first of all why am i starting a podcast what do i want from it and who is it for? And then I would ask, what do these people really want? What do they crave? What are their pains? You know, what are their problems? And then building your content, I would even call them like content pillars based on, on basically them, you know, who they are, what do they, you know, what they want. And if you know sort of how they can get it or things that will help them get to where they wanna go, then you just build your content around that. And like I call those brand pillars. For me, I always talk about three topics or, or subtopics under that. Personal growth, entrepreneurship, and brand building. Because for me, that's kind of a, uh, you know, three different topics that every entrepreneur needs to master. So that's why I do that. And that really helps me in terms of thinking, uh, thinking about the content. Now for the rest, I would just say, like you, you just have to start and you have to do it repeatedly. And that's going to help you in so many ways. It's going to give you more clarity, more experience, more confidence. And it's going to make it easier every time. You're going to also hone in on your workflow, which is a big part of it. Like I think um, because unless you have like a schedule, unless you're able to put that in your calendar and be systematic and have a process, it's so easy to just like, you know, and this happened to me many times. I'm like, oh, I should do the podcast. When do I have time to do it? I haven't planned anything. And that's a really lousy place. And you start feeling bad. Like be consistent, have a plan. And you could bulk, you know, you could create, uh, sorry, like create a whole batch of podcasts in one day, but just be strategic about it and be consistent. That's pretty much how I would summarize it. Be strategic, be consistent. I think that's fantastic advice. The batch recording is totally, you know, the investment of time to set things up and get your mindset right and get situated is, is it's large. And so then having to do that once for each episode just, just takes up too much time if, if we can save time. So like today I have another episode uh, that I'm recording too. So that's, that's awesome advice. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So as we're winding down, I want to I wanna link people with you because you have a number of incredible products and courses and, and uh, you know, mentorship coaching options online on the Future Academy. 
Uh, could you talk a little bit about, you know, what, where people could find you and, and what you have going on? Yeah, thanks. So the easiest way is just to, to go to thefutureacademy.com. I'll have a lot of links there. You could, you know, follow me on Instagram or, or the podcast, obviously, that's under thefutureacademy.com forward slash extraordinary. And um, yeah, what I have is basically I, I, I primarily serve entrepreneurs, but also like entrepreneurial people who want to build great brands and businesses. And so my programs, I have a few online courses for brand building, for, for pitching, like things that relate to, to brand building and, and building businesses. And then I do these more, more intense coaching programs, one of which you're on called Business Breakthrough, where you essentially help, I help cons consultants and coaches, agency owners, kind of any expert business entrepreneurs to implement these really simple strategies and systems to radically transform their business. And, and that's what I love to do. So yeah, please check that out if this yeah. sounds interesting. I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's, it's been extremely helpful. It's always wonderful to speak with you and work with you and uh, your podcast, The Extraordinary Podcast. I highly recommend everyone uh, go subscribe, give it a listen, leave a, leave a review, a rating. And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Tobias. And I'm looking forward to our, our next session. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Kaylee. And I love what you're doing with the podcast farm. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch your space and probably become a client of yours myself. And it's been a privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Be On Air. I hope you enjoyed it and are now one step closer to turning on your mic and broadcasting your message to the world. Are you ready to start your own podcast and amplify your brand? Or are you struggling to get your show in front of engaged audiences? I can help you on your broadcasting journey. Get in touch with me and apply for a strategy session if you want to discuss your podcast idea. You can reach me at www.podcast-farm.com. I'm on all the social media. Until next time, my friends, I'm Kaylee Marks. Thanks for tuning in to Be On Air.